Which variants does the new COVID-19 booster protect against? Find out about this and more in today's PV Roundup podcast. I'm your host, Senior VP, Medical Director, Dr. Tim Wright, coming to you once again from the Pioneer Valley in Western Massachusetts. Here are today's stories. The FDA has amended the emergency use authorizations for the Moderna and the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccines to authorize bivalent formulations for use as a booster dose. The bivalent vaccines contain two mRNA components of the SARS-CoV-2 virus, one of the original strain and the other a combination between BA.4 and BA.5 lineages of the Omicron variant. The bivalent Moderna COVID-19 vaccine is authorized for use as a single booster dose for individuals aged 18 years and older, while the bivalent Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine is authorized for use as a single booster dose for those aged 12 years and older. Both vaccines can be administered at least two months after the completion of primary vaccination or receipt of a booster dose with any authorized or approved monovalent COVID-19 vaccine. To assess the safety and efficacy of each of the bivalent vaccines, the FDA looked at all the available evidence, including extensive data on each of the monovalent mRNA COVID-19 vaccines, safety and immunogenicity data obtained from a clinical study of a bivalent COVID-19 vaccine that contained mRNA from Omicron variant BA.1, and non-clinical data obtained using a bivalent COVID-19 vaccine that contained mRNA of the original strain and mRNA in common between the BA.4 and BA.5 lineages of the Omicron variant. Due to the authorization of these bivalent vaccines, the FDA has removed the use of the monovalent Moderna and Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccines for booster administration from the current EUA for individuals aged 18 years or older and 12 years or older, respectively. However, the monovalent vaccines continue to be authorized for use as a primary series for individuals aged 6 months or older. For now, the Pfizer-BioNTech monovalent vaccine remains authorized for administration of a single booster dose for individuals 5 through 11 years of age at least 5 months after completing a primary series of the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine. The FDA will continue to evaluate future data and submissions to support authorization of the bivalent COVID-19 boosters for additional age groups as they become available. In our next story, we learned that endoscopically removing asymptomatic kidney stones that are less than or equal to 6 millimeters may prevent future emergency department visits, surgeries, or growth of secondary stones. A study of 73 patients published in the New England Journal of Medicine found that over a mean follow-up of 4.2 years, the restricted mean time to relapse was 75% longer for those who had smaller stones removed during urethral or contralateral kidney stone removal compared with those who did not. The risk of relapse was also 82% lower in the treatment group than in the control group, with 16% of patients in the treatment group having a relapse versus 63% of those in the control group. And finally, we learned that cutaneous manifestations of the SARS-CoV-2 appear to differ by variant. This according to a study published in the British Journal of Dermatology. The retrospective study of self-reported data from 348,691 users of the Zoe COVID study app showed that diagnostic value of skin reactions was higher during the Delta wave than the Omicron wave, with an odds ratio of 2.29 versus 1.29. 
Cutaneous manifestations of SARS-CoV-2 were also more common during the Delta wave, 17.6% versus 11.4%, and had a longer duration. During both waves, cutaneous symptoms clustered with other frequent symptoms and were the first and only clinical signs of SARS-CoV-2 infections in less than 2% of patients. Finally, the odds of presenting with a cutaneous manifestation were similar between vaccinated and unvaccinated patients, aside from burning rash, which was less common in those who were vaccinated. And that's today's Medical Roundup. Thank you for joining us for this episode of PV Roundup Podcast. For more stories like these, visit us at pvroundup.com to subscribe to our weekly newsletter. Thoughts, comments, or suggestions? Please leave us a review on your preferred listening platform or email us at editorial at pvroundup.com. Subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, or Google. You can also download our Amazon Alexa Flash Briefing Medical News Roundup and just ask, what's my flash briefing? Thanks today to our staff editor, Gabrielle Mastello, for selecting and editing our stories, and to Sean Mullen for production assistance. Join me next time for an episode where we'll cover the latest stories in the world of medicine.